Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi, I hope you're having a great month of November studying His glory in a cloud. This is the second Dig a Bit for the month of November 2019 in our study of glory. As we begin to talk tonight, I just wanted us to notice, beginning in Exodus chapter 16, which is actually number two in our lesson for month three, Exodus chapter 16, it says there, read that chapter and make a note of the location of the Lord's glory when the people of Israel saw it just prior to the first gifts of manna and quail. Well, of course, those verses are verses 7 and 10 of Exodus chapter 16. But as we're looking at that chapter, I wanted us to just notice, regrettably, the sin that is all around God's glory in Exodus chapter 16. As we look first of all in verses 2 and 3, we see that the children of Israel were participating really in a great murmuring And if we really look at the context of all of this, we see that in chapter 14, the Lord showed a great deliverance after those plagues in Egypt and after the firstborn was taken from every household, except for those households that had the blood on the door and the Israelites left quickly from Egypt with their dough boards with the unleavened bread still in it and they went out in a rush to the Red Sea and you remember when they turned around in the Red Sea they were very fearful and Moses said stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and they watched God's glory there in a way that most men will never see the glory of God although we have many many evidences of it this was a an immediate and miraculous manifestation of the glory of God as the Red Sea just congealed and the Israelites walked across on dry land and then of course the Egyptians were completely destroyed as their chariot wheels fell off and the waters crashed back together and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore that's in chapter 14 verse 30. So in chapter 14, we have that complete destruction. And then in verse 15, we have the songs of the Israelites and the song of Moses first, and then the song of Miriam completely glorifying God there because of the mighty works that he has done. And if you just read that, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed how gloriously the horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. And then at the bottom of that chapter, just as Miriam's song is finishing, they came to Merah. They couldn't drink the waters. They were bitter. Verse 24 of chapter 15 of Exodus, the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? It's just amazing to me that they saw the magnificent, miraculous weight of God's characteristics there. Even his miraculous ability, his omnipotence was clearly seen in Exodus chapter 14. They glorified him in Exodus chapter 15, and the first time something didn't go their way, they murmured. 
And so, God, you remember, the Lord showed Moses a tree, and they threw the tree in the waters, and the waters were made sweet. And so then they went on into chapter 16, and they took their journey from Elam. And on the 15th day of the second month, the whole congregation, verse 2, murmured against Moses and Aaron, saying, We wish, verse 3, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots. So we have this amazing, amazing glory of God being shown in Exodus 14. And then in Exodus 16, verse 4, they're hungry. And so the Lord says, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people will go out and gather a day's portion every day so that I may prove them whether they're going to walk in my law or not. And so in verse 7 and verse 10 is where we see God's glory. Verse 7 of Exodus chapter 16 says, In the morning then ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he hears your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that ye murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat and in the morning bread to the full. For that the Lord hears your murmurings, which ye murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. And Moses spake unto Aaron, saying, verse 9, Say unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your murmurings. Verse 10, And it came to pass, as Aaron spake to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. So we have the glory of the Lord appearing again right in the middle. We have the deliverance in the Red Sea, the singing of glorification of the Lord because of that great deliverance, then immediate murmuring because they couldn't drink the water at Merah because it was bitter. Then God rescued them there. Immediate murmuring again because they were hungry and they weren't waiting to see what the Lord was going to do about their hunger. They were raising up their voices in murmuring. And God says, look at that cloud and see my glory. And then he's going to display his omnipotence again in sending the manna down for them. But it is not going to be any time, verse 20, until they're disobeying. It says, Notwithstanding, they hearkened not to Moses, but some of them left it until the morning. God had said, Don't leave your manna until the morning, because it'll stink and it'll have worms in it. But nevertheless, some of them were afraid. They were afraid that God wasn't, that his glory wasn't going to be big enough, that he wasn't going to provide for them in the way that he had promised. They doubted his characteristic of integrity, his faithfulness. And so they saved up their bread and it did have worms and it stank and Moses was mad at them in verse 20. And then in verse 27 and 28 we have disobedience again. He said don't go out on the seventh day to pick up bread because there's not going to be any on the seventh day. That's the day of rest. And it came to pass that some of the people, verse 27, went out on the seventh day and they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, how long are you going to re refuse to keep my commandments 
and my laws. See, the Lord's given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day the bread for two days. So abide or stay every man in his place. Don't let any man go out of his place on the seventh day. You know, it's just what is amazing here to me is that we have glory murmuring, glory murmuring, glory murmuring. And that is a pattern that is going to be consistent pretty much with the children of Israel throughout their history, even up until the time of the deliverance of the Savior. In the midst of the glory of God, people, human people, still murmur and disobey. And I think we need to see the warning of that as we continue to read about the children of Israel and their their murmurings in the middle of glory. In Exodus 24 verses 16 and 17, we again see glory. And this is just prior to the giving of the law and to Moses' ascension up onto Mount Sinai. Exodus 24 verses 16 and 17 and the glory of the Lord abode on Mount Sinai and the cloud there's the cloud again covered it six days and the seventh day he called to Moses out of the middle of the cloud and the sight of the glory that's God of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel and Moses went into the middle of the cloud so here we have a cloud of God's glory and Moses going into the middle of the cloud for God's glory. And then in Exodus 28 verse 2, this is just amazing to me. God is making this provision to share his glory with the priesthood. Exodus 28 verse 2, in the middle of the giving of the law, Moses is up there with God. Exodus 28. 28 verse 2 and you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother for glory and for beauty God was going to give some glory some kabod here to the priesthood to Aaron and it even goes to say in verse 40 that that glory was going to be shared with the priests who were Aaron's sons verse 40 and for Aaron's sons you shall make coats and you shall make for them girdles and bonnets you shall make for them for glory and for beauty and you shall put them on Aaron your brother and his sons with him and anoint them and consecrate them and sanctify them that they might minister to me in the priest's office and make them and he goes on to cover their nakedness verse 43 they shall be on Aaron and his sons whenever they're coming near to the altar to minister in the holy place so that they bear not iniquity or sin and die it's it shall be a statute forever to him and to his seed after him and then he goes on and tells how the sons Aaron and his sons were to make the sacrifices on behalf of the people. Clearly here, we have the kabod word here applied to Aaron and his sons. God was, was giving glory, the glory of sanctification and holiness and setting apart. He was giving this glory to the priesthood. He was setting on them glory even while let's look at 29 verse 43 and there i will meet with the children of israel 
and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my kabod, my glory. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation, and I will also sanctify both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. All of this, verse 43, was being done by the glory of God. He was putting these priests in a special place by his kabod and for his kabod. Even while, we're going to go over to chapter 32. This is what Aaron was doing while Moses was up there. The Aaron with whom God was to share his glory. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, chapter 32, verse 1, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron. Aaron the one that God had just provided the clothing for, the special clothing that was for beauty and for glory, for sanctification. And said to him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. And Herod said to them, Break off your earrings which are in your ears. And they made the golden calf. And they turned aside quickly, verse 8, out of the way which I had commanded them. Wow. This is reminiscent, only more blatant than what we read about in Exodus 14 to 16 and 17 there. This is Moses in the middle of the cloud of God's glory. And God saying there, here, I want you to make this, this special clothing so that the priesthood can glorify me. This is by my glory. I want these, this clothing for beauty and for glory. Wow, the priest that was supposed to wear that special garment that was for glory was saying, give me your earrings and I'll throw them in the fire. And we will bring out a God and we will say, this is the God that brought us up out of Egypt. Just simply amazing that we have God's glory even in the middle of, sandwiched in between, the sinfulness, the murmuring, the disobedience, and the blasphemy of mankind. I want us to finally turn over to Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, we'll begin at the beginning of that book. I think it's interesting to notice here that Aaron and the people saw that Moses delayed and they just weren't willing to wait to see the full glory of God. And let's look over in the New Testament book of Second Thessalonians. While you're turning there, let's think about waiting on the Lord. Second Thessalonians and we're going to start with chapter 1. And of course, we have the greeting there. And then as we look in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, let's look down at verse 7. To you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and those who obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord 
and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at or admired in all them that believe in that day and then he goes on to say in chapter 2 verse 2 don't be soon shaken in mind or troubled in your spirits nor in your word nor by word nor by letters from us don't let any man deceive you verse 3 for that day shall not come except there's a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition we could talk a long time about what those things are that are going to happen before the son of man comes back before jesus christ comes back but what was happening in second thessalonians here were the the people of thessalonica were were worried because jesus had not already returned they thought the return was imminent in their lifetimes they thought that they were just waiting and that it, it would come very quickly even in the first century they thought the coming the second coming was going to happen very very quickly and what paul is telling them here through the inspiration of the holy spirit is that a lot of things are going to happen before jesus returns again before he comes in his glory and it's just very interesting to me that in second thessalonians we have our word doxa which is our greek word for glory and here the people were in the same vein almost as the people in exodus 32 they thought that god was delaying they looked up and they said wait he's not coming back he's not coming back jesus had ascended from a mountain and they were looking for him to come right back and and he's delaying and he's not coming right back and what the holy spirit is telling them here is just rest with us until the lord jesus will be revealed and he will take vengeance on those who don't obey the gospel and they will be punished with destruction from the glory the doxa of his power those people in exodus 32 were punished severely because they looked to that mountain and they said well he's delaying his coming and so they turned from the glory of the almighty god that they had clearly seen in that mountain to the their own destruction is what they did and here in second thessalonians chapter one paul is saying don't be despondent because the lord is delaying hang in there don't sin to your own destruction because you think the lord is delaying his coming because those who do those who do will be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the lord and from the glory of his power so he's saying you you just hang on there you hang tight because a lot of things are going to happen before jesus comes back and then it says we are bound to give thanks verse 13 of chapter 2 always to god for you because god from the beginning has chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of of the truth whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our lord jesus christ 
don't be like those and I know that the parallel is not actually stated here in 2nd Thessalonians but don't don't be like those people who are worried about the delay of Moses and who turned to their own destruction but you be faithful and you realize that a lot of things are going to happen before the Lord's second coming it's not going to come today or tomorrow but you be strong and you hang on because he will come in his glory so verse 17 so comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work and then he says in chapter 3 verse 1 pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you I just think it's interesting that people in Exodus 32 were sinning because of the delay they didn't wait for the glory of God although they had clearly seen it before they weren't willing to wait and then in 2nd Thessalonians 1 2 and 3 here that's the message you wait on the Lord because those who wait will be glorified and those who become impatient and turn to sin do so to their own destruction his glory in a cloud was clearly seen in the book of Exodus but even while Moses went up into the middle of that glorious cloud those Israelites became impatient once again murmured said we don't think he's really coming back they didn't have the ability to hang in there very long and in 2nd Thessalonians 1 2 and 3 Paul is saying hang in there wait on the Lord and of course we read Isaiah 40 verse 31 but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint wait upon the Lord he will reveal his glory to those who wait in obedience I hope you have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.